There's a lot of naming going on in this text. God makes a renewed covenant, a, an updated covenant, if you will, to Sarai and Abram. When we enter this text, when we enter this scene in Genesis, the promise of progeny has already been kept. God made a promise to Sarah and to Abraham that they, though old, would inherit land and have progeny, and they were infertile. And so Abraham and, Eric and Sarah kind of took it upon themselves to make Hagar, Sarah's maid, a handmaiden. They impregnated Hagar, and she bore a child named Ishmael. God named Ishmael for Hagar. But before the baby was born, Sarah got annoyed, angry, frustrated that Hagar was pregnant and put her out of doors. And Hagar goes into the wilderness and the baby, and she languished there until God hears their cries, sees their uh, plight. God rescues them. And Hagar, seeing God see them, names God Elroy, the God who sees. And God names Ishmael, I will hear. God will hear. A lot of naming going on in this text. Now God's updating this covenant. Um, Ishmael is already 13 years old, and it seemed in the plan of God that it wasn't Ishmael who was supposed to be this promised baby, the one who would make the progeny. So God makes sure that God upstates the covenant and clarifies, I'm saying clarifies, for Sarah and Abraham that actually it's Sarah who's going to give birth to a child. Sarah now 90, Abraham 99. This is so funny to them, they laugh at God about this. But God keeps promise. And the God who keeps the promise introduces God's self to Sarai and Abram as El Shaddai. I'm going to come back to that. Cliffhanger, El Shaddai, interesting meaning. But as God renews the covenant, God is noticing, um, expecting, uh, uh, anticipating that Sarah and Abraham are changing. They are 13 years older than they used to be. They've moved in different spaces in life. They've learned new lessons in life. Ishmael has grown up with Hagar in their household, a teenage boy. I mean, life is moving. They're in a movement. Life is in motion. And as God commits to them, recommits to them to be their God, their God and the God of all their progeny, as God updates the covenant to say, in fact, Sarah will give birth to this boy, God renames them. God names them because they're on a journey and they're changing. Their circumstances are changing. So God renames Abram, which means father, to father of a multitude. You are going to be a father of so many nations. God renames Sarai, which means princess, to exalted mother or exalted woman. You are going to be an ancestor of, these, of this nation, you and your partner. God is not sexist in this updated covenant. God expects both of these people to lead, to, to, to be promise keepers. And in the renaming, in the re-covenanting, God is changing the covenant, the promise, from one between God and these two people to God and all of their people, all of their progeny, to God and all of the people. God is going to be God to all the people. 
This relationship between God, Abraham, and Sarah is not about an individual relationship. Their calling, their covenanting turns out not only to Jews, Muslims, and Christians who all name them as ancestors, but God turns the calling out, the covenant out to the whole world. The promise of life and liberty and justice and wholeness is a whole people promise from God to all the folks made through this old couple. Now, let me take us back to El Shaddai. I love this nerdy part of preaching where you get to do some exegesis and find out what things mean. Every time El Shaddai is in the English Bible, it's translated like God Almighty. But friends, the word Shaddai in Hebrew means breasts. Yes, it means breasts. Some people say it means mountains, but it actually means breasts. And when God is called El Shaddai, in the Bible, 12 times, 10 times in the Hebrew scriptures. The ones that are in Genesis are all about, guess what? New life. The ones in Genesis, the uses in Genesis of El Shaddai is about a way-making, nurturing, womb-like God that makes new life possible. So when God comes to Sarah and Abraham and says, I'm El Shaddai, God is in motion. God who introduced himself as I am who I am or I will cause what I cause now introduces herself as El Shaddai, a nurturing, life-giving female God on the move, in the movement. The multiplicity of names for God, the ways God manifests God's self throughout time and history is why Middle Church says we are a movement of love and justice. We're in motion because God's in motion. We're transforming because God transforms. We change because God changes. God shows God's self out and up in new ways. And our job as human beings is to get in the program with God, to be ready for new revelations, new names for ourselves and for the holy, new ways of being community, new ways of healing the world. We are a movement of love and justice because God moves in and through us, moves us from entrapped to free, moves us from shackles to liberation, moves us from broken to healing, moves us from lost to found, from from blind to sight, moves us from unwell to whole and healed because God is in the business of movement building. God sends this legacy, makes this promise to Abraham and Sarah and to their progeny, which is us. And we make that promise to our progeny, which is all the little people in our lives. When we think about movement and moving, and we think about resolution of today's problems, we think about being like Luton and Adrian shared, like the boys shared, in motion with God. And we want, we want to teach our little ones that they inherit God's promise for wholeness, for fruitfulness, for justice. Our little babies know how 
to move. And if we watch them, when we lose ourselves and forget our way, they will show us what movement is all about, like this. It's not the song, but it's the same. <laughs> 